thank him for his people. We thank him for his servants. Thank him for the praise team. Thank him for the musicians, sound technicians, all those who have rendered service this morning. We give him praise. We thank him for all of you. Good to see our friend Michael here today. Good to see our friend Reggie back today. To God be the glory. If you serve in a ministry at all, or you're a leader here, two weeks from yesterday on the 29th Saturday, we need you here at 9 o'clock as we deal with Vision 2020 execution. Amen? Uh, February 29th, that's Saturday, 9 o'clock, the last Saturday of the month. If you serve in a ministry at all, you're a leader. We're going to come together one time before we take off this whole big jet, this plane of what God's going to do in 2020. He's going to do some great things. Amen? Well, you just need a little time to bring everybody together as we get ready to launch and, and do this. So 9 o'clock, we'll give you further notice in Jesus' name. To God be the glory. I want to share with you this morning something I believe God has put in my spirit for us in the body of Christ. Amen? And we give him praise for it this morning. Have your way this morning, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. Be glorified in this place. Have your way today. Change us, O oh God. And we'll be careful to give you praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Real quickly, um, last week we talked about I've got to get my first love back. Amen. I got to get my first love back. Jesus said to that church, you, you left your first love. We got to get the first love back. Can you say amen? Everything operates out of our love relationship with the Lord. And because pursuing God and being in God's presence is the priority of mankind. It is the key to us representing God properly in the earth. Being in his presence is the key to us reflecting his image. Because God made human beings to reflect whatever image you're in. If you're in situations long enough, you'll begin to reflect that. Do I have a witness? If you go hang around the crack house for about three months, watch what will happen to you. If you go hang around worship for three months, watch what will happen to you. So God wants us in his presence. So we have to stay with first love and don't get distracted. And that's how we glorify God. But God delights in us pursuing him. Give us Hebrews chapter 4. And we will begin with that this morning. Amen. It's not our key scripture, but that's just where we're going to start. Amen. Say it with me, please. Seeing then. That we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast our confession. I want to do that one more time. Seeing then that we do have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, he's the son of God. Let us hold fast our confession. 
For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was tempted in all points as we are, yet without sin. Boy, look at your great high priest. Tempted in all points like us, never sin. What do you do with a high priest like that, Reggie? Let us, let us, therefore, come boldly, come boldly, fearlessly, shamelessly, confidently to the throne of grace. Why, Bishop, that we may obtain, somebody talk to me, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in 2020. Father, thank you. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Be seated in the presence of the Lord. God delights in us pursuing him. God delights in us pursuing him. God delights in us when we spend time with him. He delights when we are with him. Can you say amen? Sometimes uh, we don't really grab the revelation of how much God delights for me to be with him. Because when you find out that somebody really, 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 really wants you, come on. Oh, your God really, 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 really loves it when I come to him. He delights it when I come to him. Whenever I come to his presence, he delights in me, delighting in him. Can you say amen? And sometimes we don't go to him boldly because we have shame that keeps us from coming to him. Sometimes we don't go to him boldly because we experience things in the earth that make us feel like our heavenly father is like our earthly father. Sometimes we don't go to him boldly because I don't know him like that. Sometimes I don't go to him boldly because I think that when I mess up that God don't want to hear from me anymore. If that were the case, nobody could ever go to him. And so the Hebrew writer explains to us something about our great high priest. He says, seeing then, somebody looked this morning that we have not a priest but a great High priest, come on, somebody, and uh, he he can he can sympathize with our weaknesses. I just want to tell somebody who got a weak moment this morning. Uh, every once in a while, you your weaknesses show up. Every once in a while, the fact that you're not yet perfected will show up. Every once in a while, you'll be uh, keenly made aware that you are uh, have treasure, but it is in. 
Every once in a while, you will do something to remind you that you still are a spiritual being, but you walk in a flesh suit. And sometime in this battle between the flesh and the spirit, every once in a while, your flesh wins. Can I get at least one witness? Every so often, your You shall know the truth. But we have a high priest who was tempted in all points. Somebody say all points. You're not going through any um, exclusive temptation. You don't have the corner on it. It's not the first one that's been through it. Uh, he tempts everybody. He tempted Jesus. He tempted my mother and your mother. He tempted my father and your father. He tempted all of us. And the Bible says he has been successful in his temptation. And so we have a high priest who has been tempted also in every place that we've been tempted in 2020 already. Somebody holler already. But without sin. I want to ask you a question this morning. What do you know about Jesus? What do you think about a high priest, a, a priest, a man that walked the earth that was tempted in every place that you and all of us combined was tempted? And he never sinned. I think they call him a great high priest. A great high intercessor. A priest goes to battle for somebody. A, a, a priest stands in the gap for you. He's a priest that can stand in the gap for you in your sin and win because he did not bow to it. Come on, somebody. He, you have a great high priest who's already been through the heavens. He's tempted and he can also sympathize with us where we weak. And the scripture says, therefore, or because of this, let us, what's the next word, anybody? Boldly. Can the church holler boldly? Can the church say it one more time? Say it like you mean it. This has to be your prayer posture for 2020. You have to just walk up there boldly. You're not just going to prayer, you're going to a throne. The throne is not uh, generic or, or ambiguous with no name. The throne has a characteristic called grace. You're going to a throne that's laden with grace. You're going to a throne that's dripping with grace. When you go to God's throne in prayer, you just went to the grace room. Let us go to the throne of grace that we can obtain mercy. Can I see two hands of everybody know you need mercy? Shake, wave them if you want mercy. Holler glory if you got mercy. Holler in order of the mercies of God that you have not been consumed because his compassions fail not. His compassions are new Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. They are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. Look at somebody say, you're not standing here because you've been so good. Go on, tell them. Oh, 
you're not you're not standing here because you've been so good. You didn't make a hundred, baby. You didn't do it right all the time. If it had not been for the glory and the grace of God on my side, I'd be under something. Hallelujah. Come on, church. Let us go before the throne of grace boldly so we can go get us some mercy and find more grace to help when I need it. Look at somebody and say, God's waiting on you to get back to him. Somebody else rejected you, but God didn't. And the rejection you have received in life makes you want to be out of his presence. But God says to everybody who's been rejected, come to me. When they reject, I'm not like them. I dare you to come to me and watch what I do with your life in 2020. There's nothing worth more that can ever compare. No thing can come close. You're our living hope, your presence, Lord. I've tasted and seen of the sweetest of love where my heart becomes free and my shame is just. How many have been shame in 2020 already? Go to God, he'll undo your shame. Go to God, he'll Bruce Lee your shame. Look, I never go to God. He'll put the Ali and the Frazier on your shame. Go to God for the joy that was set before him. He endured the cross and despised the shame. Stop being ashamed to go to your daddy. Who else you going to go to? Look at somebody telling you, you better get back to your daddy. Don't, don't be afraid. Come on. You better get back to your daddy. So when Jesus said to the church in Ephesus, I commend you for two things. I commend you for your right behavior. You're doing good. I commend you for your right beliefs. You're believing right. But I condemn you for one thing. You have left your first love. So he gave them two commendations, one condemnation to bring them into correction, which is to bring them to back to the place of consecration. And the place of consecration is a place where we pull away from something to gain something else. And so we pull away from all that would distract us from his presence. That does not mean being a religious fanatic or a crazy zealot. It doesn't mean I'm at home and you're a wife and you got to cook. So, baby, I can't cook because I got to miss that. No, 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 no. Cook the beans. It don't mean be in his presence. Oh, no, no, you got to cut the yard. You too holy. You got to cut your yard. You got to pay your bills. Come on. You got to work out and work out. Come on. It don't mean coming in his presence all day. All you do. No, you got a job. Don't go to no people's job. Talking about I mess out. You're going to be on the, on the welfare line. But being in his presence means where can I go and you not there? David said, if I make my bed in hell, whoosh, even there you're with me. Where can I go to flee? So since I'm in your presence, it simply means to acknowledge me since you know I'm there. 
It means to live life in the acknowledgement that he's right by you. And live life to let you know that when I'm going down Texas Parkway, you're with me. When I get on 45, you're with me. If I go over the ship channel, you're with me. If somebody shoot me the bird while I'm driving, you're with me. You don't have to shoot it back. But if you're not in his presence, you'll be shooting more than the bird. says so you got to get to my presence because I never come to you just to mess with you I only come to you to change you in my presence we get changed I bring you into my presence to transform you so consecration involves transformation and empowerment Transformation because it changes us in this life. So you can start off in his presence in 2019 and leave in 2020. So what God says, I want you in my presence in January, Mark, as well as March. Every once in a while, we get busy. Do I have a witness? Every once in a while, children act a fool. And the money gets funny. And the honey gets funny. And the politics get funny. And next thing you know, we so funny, we're not in his presence no more. Because I got distracted. Have you ever been distracted? Come on back home. So he tells us this because he has to use us. But there is something else that God loves more than the bride. And this morning, God wants to give us a fuller understanding or what God loves most. Somebody say, change me, oh God. <laughs> he wants to give us a fuller understanding, revelation, or aim of what he loves most. God wants us this morning to not only embrace him, but he wants us to embrace what he loves most and everything. Please say everything. There is one thing that he put on my heart to talk to us about that he wants us to embrace in 2020. Hallelujah. And I'm excited about it because if somebody else didn't embrace it, I wouldn't be where I am. So the Lord's objective for us this morning is that he wants to radically change us. He wants to radically, radically, ridiculously, he wants to radically change us. To the point that we see life and do ministry differently. For the better and for his glory. Can we say that? God wants to radically change us. God wants to radically change us until I see life and do ministry radically differently. For the better, for his glory, in Jesus' name. For some of us, it may surprise us to hear what God loves the most is not just the church. The ecclesia, he loves us. Don't he love you? Oh, how he loves you and me. Come on, we, we know he loves, oh, I'm so glad he loves me. He loves me. I'm so glad that he loves me. But, but, but for some of us, God loves more than the church. So in essence, what he put on my heart is for us as we go into 2020, that he wants to change outreach ministries in essence to inreach ministries. What do you mean, preacher? Um, the church must go citywide. Say it one more time. 
the church must be citywide. There are seven days in a week, correct? 24 hours in each day, 168 hours in each week. If you come on Wednesday night, 7 to 8.30, that's an hour and a half. If you come on Sunday morning from 9.15, Lordship, to 12.30, that's three hours and 15 minutes. You put it together, it's about four hours and 45 minutes. If you subtract it, you got about 163 hours and 15 minutes that you're not in the church. That means for 163 hours, and that's if you get there on time. So if you only come on Sunday, you probably got 165 hours that you're not in the four. We got to get out these four walls. If you're only here for four hours, you're not in the walls. So God wants us to know, do you love what I love when you're not in the walls? The church must go citywide. And, uh, Jeremiah 29, 7, he says this, and seek the peace. Of Missouri City. Oh, that's not good. Seek the peace of Houston, of the city where I have planted you. I've caused you to be carried away captive. That means you're there because I put you there, you ain't getting out. Some of you trying to move out, you ain't got enough money to go to Tanglewood and, and the sugar and, and the sweet water yet. So I put you right where I wanted you. Pray, seek the peace for the city where I put you. And pray to the Lord for Missouri City. I wish I had somebody. Pray to the, for Missouri City and Stafford and Sugarland and Houston and Studywood and Acres Home and the Fulford. Pray to the Lord for the city for in its peace you will have peace. One translation says for in its peace you will have prosperity. Some of your peace and prosperity is what's, in what's going on in the city. You are change agents in the city, not just in the four hours you're in the four walls. So God wants us to know, what do I love most? Can you say amen? I want to get Matthew chapter 5 uh, in the Message Bible. Since you got that. Look at what God says, verses 14 through 16. Say it with me, please, so we can have some uh, interaction this morning. Is that all right? Jesus says this. Here's another way to put it. Come on. Here's another way to put it. You're here to be light. You're here to be light. Bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We are going public with this. As public as a city on a hill. Somebody say citywide. Say it with me. If, 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 if I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. Look at your neighbor and say, he's talking to us this morning. Say it with me now that I've put you there next to City Hall on a light stand. Shine! Keep open house. Be generous with your lives. Because it's not yours. 
How? By oh, oh, opening up to others at Kroger. Opening up to others at the gas station. Opening up to others at the football game. Opening up to others at your place of employment. Opening up, open, 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 open up to somebody. Don't be a closed off, staunched up Christian. In your 163 hours out of the walls. Open up when you get out of church. That's why we try to get you to clap your hand in church. You won't open up in church. You ain't going to open up out of church. Somebody say, how great is our God? Come on. That means if you won't praise him in here, you're not going to tell nobody that. And the more you don't witness, the more the prisons fill up. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. What does God love most? In addition to the church, he also loves the world. Say the word, for God so loved the world that he gave his only that whosoever believeth in him should not but have everlasting. Y'all ready to, to ask God for something big? Say that's a big thing. Give us Psalm 2.8. Hallelujah. Ask of me, he said. He loves something else. He loves the nations. Ask of me, and I will give you the nations for your inheritance and the ends of the earth. For your possession. How much have you been asking of God to give you nations? Or have you just been asking him to give you bacon? How much have you been asking him to give you those who are under the hand of the enemy? Or you just been trying to ask him for you, your four, and no more in your four hours in church in a week? What he's saying is, I want to, I want to radically do a work in you, Bishop. And Cheryl and Mark and Rufus, until you can never see people or do ministry the same again, I got to do a work in you. If I don't, you'll have my name and don't tell nobody who I am. You'll have my name and you'll praise me when you get a good check. But if you don't, if somebody do you wrong, you won't even go to church. If somebody do you wrong, you won't even gather together. I got to do a work in you. So when you leave here, you can be my ambassadors in the earth. Tell somebody he's talking to you this morning. We, the church, the bride, and the body of Christ, we are the fruit. We are the fruit of God's primary love for the world. We're low-hanging fruit, baby. When you go to work, you're the, the, the plum of peace that some wife need to get because her husband is acting like a city rabbit. She don't have no peace. And you had a boy like that too, but somehow you know how to get a prayer through and you can touch and say, baby, you're going to make it. We're the fruit of God in the world. And can I tell you something? You're right too. You're, you are God's most precious gift to the world. Look at me real big. I don't know who knows somebody told you you was. Boy, you're precious. You're God's most precious gift to the world, not just the church. Stand up, Brandon Cole. Bless his name. You're so much more than a keyboard player. 
Go grab Stevie's songs in the key of life. Your song to bring a new key and a new note to somebody's life out of the four walls in the four hours. Ain't you ready? Look at somebody and say, boy, God's getting ready to use you to change somebody's key. Somebody living in F flat, but he getting ready to raise him back to A, Alpha, and Omega because he's going to use you, the fruit of God, to know his way. I got 163 hours out of the wall. We going citywide. You're the blood ball. You're his agent for reclaiming the world. Woo. You're his agent. You know what God does with people in his army? He provides for them. You know what God does for people in his army? He protects them. You know what God does for people in his army? He releases all of heaven's armies to you in your earthly battle because he says all power is given to me and if you will serve me, watch how I protect you. Watch how I provide for you. Watch what I do for you. Watch what I do for those. If you will sow your tithe faithfully, watch how many windows I open up for you to see if you don't have enough blood. Come on, somebody. Who am I talking to besides me? We are his agent. I said we're his agent. Real quickly, Pastor Cheryl alluded to it. I'm going to say it quickly. Um, and I said it this morning at the other churches that I know what an agent is because I had an agent once who fought for me. And I didn't really understand it that much, but I know I had one agent that, that wasn't that good for me. So whatever the minimum salary was, that's what I made. I didn't need him. I could have did that myself. The second agent, I fired him and got him, and he tried to get money from me the same week. You haven't done nothing yet. I fired him. Then God sent me a Jewish man who negotiates for companies for a living, Mark Finn. And, boy, I saw Mark do some stuff that made me feel like I was somebody. When that GM said, we ain't going to pay you, you already making too much, that man started fighting for me. He was my agent. You heard me tell a story. That man got mad because he wouldn't take the little stuff he was offering us. I ain't taking that man. I led the league in this. I'm, you trying to know. The devil is a lie. God, the devil trying to pay y'all peanuts. You ought to rise up and say you are a liar. I don't care. You think I'm that. That's the way you assess me. You didn't make me. You don't know me. You got to, you got to rise up for yourself. That man tell him. He wrote a thing and said, this is my final offering through the paper to us. My agent grabbed that paper and took his pen and put a big X in it and said, it's not final anymore, Mike. It's not final anymore. Wave your right hand all over the building. You're his agent. And God's sending you to go tell somebody. The devil said, this is your final offer. But God sent me to tell you it's not final anymore. There's somebody, some girl, some boy, some marriage, somebody about to kill themselves. People are blowing their brains out every day. You got to go and say the devil is a liar. God loves you. He's got power for you. He still has plans to prosper you and not to harm you. And you got to go X out 
in the power of God, the devil's assignment on the contract of their life. And when you get through, he's going to do what that man did with me. He gave me another contract and say it's the worst contract he ever did. He don't know why he did it. I know why you did it because that King Jesus is my captain. I know why you did it. I belong to God. Somebody need you to be their agent. Please look at me and grow up. You got to do it when you got a light bill due. You got to represent them when your husband acting a fool. You got to represent them when your wife ain't speaking to you. You got that's why Jesus said, if you don't, if you don't uh, love your husband, if you put them before me, you can't be my disciple. I'm not calling little punks. I need somebody that's going to represent me in the city before they fill the, the jail up with our boys and give them unjust sentences. Because Donald Trump say I'm putting so many judges in the book, and he said I got more coming. To lock up your sons and daughters with undue sentences. All the X Factor people stand up for a minute. No, baby, when you get out of the walls. I know you came to church this morning, but you got to leave this place. And you got to love what God loves most. Are y'all going to do this? Somebody say, God, change me. Radically change me. Don't let me see life and do ministry the same again in Jesus' name. Be seated. Let me just tell you this. What does God love most? The Bible opens up with this majestic portrayal of God in the beginning of the Bible talking about earth when he made it. In Genesis 1.31, he created and he looked back and God saw everything that he made. And indeed, he, he said what? It was very good. So the evening and the morning was the sixth day. Soon after that, immediately after the devil deceived Adam and Eve, come on, God made a, a provision right away to restore that had been lost. In Genesis 3.15, he says, in Genesis, he says, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. Get your right foot or your left foot, whatever your back foot is, and just get used to doing something here because sometimes we sitting here while the devil's stomping our feet but God, when God made a provision he says, I'm going to put enmity between you devil and her seed and he shall bruise your head. It's, it's head bruising time for the church of the living God. It's time not just to look at the enemy but to stomp his head and to bruise his head. How many know your family need you to stomp on the devil's head? How many know you need to stomp on his head and say you can't can't have my son, you can't have my daughter, you can't have my money, and you can't have my community. Come on, somebody, you can't have Missouri City. I didn't put you there just to go to church four hours. I put you there to go into the city 163 hours a week and stomp on his head. You can't do it if you're selfish. Say it again. <laughs> We can't do it if we're selfish. We fail God if we're selfish. If any man will come after me, you got to deny yourself. Take up your cross. Take up your cross 24 hours. And Jesus said, follow me. And I'll make you fishes of men. 
Can I tell you one thing? The fall, they fell, didn't they? Adam and Eve. But their fall, Shanitha, did not diminish Father's love for them. Your fall, your failures. Can I tell somebody, it's going to help you go back to the throne of grace. Your failure did not diminish your father's love for you. He doesn't condone fail sin, but it does, but it does not diminish his love. Are y'all getting this? What happened to your sons and daughters when they fail? They know that you still love them. Some of them have scared to come to us when they fail. Because, come on, because of how we deal with things. But I, I just want to say to us, this is liberating to me, Reggie. If, if God's love, if I, if I wasn't convinced of his love, I couldn't stand here this morning. If I wasn't convinced of his unfailing love, not religion, I could not be here. Reggie, he reminds me of my sins. He loves to tell me what I've done wrong. He is the accuser. I wish I had somebody. He is faithful. He never lets me have a Sunday where he don't remind me of my sins in the sixth grade. And I was 18, 19, 20. He always tries to bring that stuff to me. And sometimes he'll get a real pharisaical saint to remind me. Of something that's under the blood. And he's done away with sin consciousness. He'll use religious people to bring back to my conscience what the blood took away. Hallelujah. But I'm free this morning. I said I'm free this morning. I said I'm free this morning. I said I'm free this morning. Bless his name. So let me do two things that we'll close. I first want to take a praise break. If I can get about five people to join me. There's two. Let me tell you what we're going to praise him for. Jim Jones led some people. I want to praise him for Romans 5.8. For God demonstrates his own unique love for us in this and that. While I was at Bone Shakers, Struts, the Cinder Club, <laughs> while I was in the middle of wasting money on all kind of dope and, and with, mixed with people's daughters, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. While I was yet, while I was in the work at the, while they, I was in the act of it. God demonstrates his own unique love toward Alan Troy Rice Sr. In this, Adriana, while I was yet in my stuff, Christ died for me. And I just want to take about 30 seconds to praise him for demonstrating the love of God toward me that while I was in the middle of it, he died for me. Can I get about, we got about 28 seconds. Uh, if you want to take a praise break uh, and thank him for demonstrating, not just talking about it. He demonstrated. Thank you, young man. He God, I thank you for demonstrating. I 
thank you for not just orating and communicating. I thank you for demonstrating. I thank you for not just narrating and dictating. I thank you for demonstrating. I thank you for not just talking about it. I thank you for walking about it. I give you praise while I was yet well, I heard something that's not even, I can't be both a saying, church. I just keep it. Whoo. He said in Matthew 5, I know how to fix it. He said, open up to others, didn't he? Didn't he open up to others? While I was opening up to others in sin, he opened up to me on the cross. And I praise you for opening up to me when I was exposing myself to other people. You're great, God. Let me just conclude with this. In Luke 15, Jesus says, Scripture says, then all tax collectors and sinners drew near to him and hearing tax collectors, the tax collectors were those who worked for the Roman government. They were despised. They, 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 were, they were encouraged to overcharge the people for taxes, and they did it. They were so bad off, they would not let them testify in the public court. They were so despised, they would not even allow them to tithe in the local temple. They were such misfits and so socially de despised that they, they wouldn't let them even go around. They thought they were dogs, and yet these tax collectors were the ones that drew near to Jesus. And you see sinners, and so they, I say, what makes them draw near to him? What was it about Jesus that made them draw near to him? Well, one thing, it said they did not draw near the Pharisees. It didn't draw near the scribes. And if we're going to be citywide, you might ought to be like Jesus and not like the scribes. When you get to the city, you may need to be somebody. Do you live your life in such a way that tax collectors and sinners want to come hear what you got to say? Or do you live in such a way they say, that's just them hypocrites? I want to live so God can use me anytime. Anyway, I want to walk so, come on, that you got to walk like Jesus so the tax collectors and the scribes drew near to him to hear what Jesus had to say. And the next verse says, then the scribes and, and, and the Pharisees, they, they, they complained. Why did they complain? They were notoriously jealous of his publicity. They always sought a way to try to convict him and to criticize him. They, 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 they were so bad off. They thought that God hated sinners. They said that heaven rejoiced when one person who goes against God dies. They, the Pharisees thought that when, 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 when sinners messed up and they died, they said heaven got happy. These were the teachers of the law. And if we don't watch it, got five minutes, if we don't watch it, if we, don't, if we don't watch it, when we learn about eight scriptures, if we are not careful, when I, when I learn how to say, me rubble saba, it's talking English if it's going to make you act a fool. You got to represent Jesus, not 
religion. People don't need your religion. They need a relationship with their father, and you can't get it unless you get it through his son. And guess who his agents are in the earth? Look at somebody and say, don't be a Pharisee. They're not fair, you see. They're not fair because they'll, Jesus said, whatever they tell you to do, do it. But don't do what they do. They're going to stay with that, they're going to stay with that law, but they're not going to do it. God's calling you to be doers of the word, not just hearers only. Can you say amen? Them Pharisees said, this man, this man, what kind of God, child servant, he receives sinners and he also eats with them. Point. You see him as a sinner. I see him as a candidate for salvation. So let me close with this. He says this. Which of you Pharisees, if you had a hundred sheep, would you leave the 99 to go get the one? Because the Pharisees had sheep. So he's turned the table on them and said, you know, because you've already done this. What you would do, you would leave the 99, you would go look and you would go searching for the one. And the search would be long and arduous. And by the time you got there, your feet would be sore. You done pulled a muscle going up the rocks. You, you done fell down. And, you, and by the time, you know how it is when your kids get out, you say, you make me come to that school with you. I'm coming in my robe and my duster. No, mama, I'm act right now. My mama said, if you make me come to that school and get you, boy, on your behind, I'm going. Don't you make me come to that school. My mama worked in the cafeteria, so I was in trouble all the time. But the fact of it was is that when he got that caller, he saw the sheep. He wandered so far away. And can you imagine what he had to go through when he was out there? You know how it is. He imagined, yeah, you, you, you wonder, but he imagined how he was taken advantage of. He imagined the stuff that he went through and how the city slickers had got with him because he went citywide. Come on. Sometimes you can wander to a place you don't know where you're going, but the devil always got somebody to wait for you to try to redefine who you are. Do I have a witness? Have we ever had a wanderer in here and you wandered somewhere and when you got there, you looked and you endured some stuff that you ain't going to tell nobody. There's some testimony you're not going to take to your grave. When he got there, Mark, he didn't scold him. He didn't look to, look how I'm bleeding. Coming after your butt. Come here, you stupid sheep. See, there are some guys that put on their pants and they pull them down and they walk. And we say, that's a dying shame. It is. But God loves young men with pants on the ground. When is the last time you talked to somebody with pants on the ground and not just talked about them? You're a Pharisee. When the last time you talked about, look at that young girl wearing this stuff all up here. Have you pulled over to tell her maybe you had yours down here, but you pulled it up before? You're a Pharisee. No, that's why ain't nobody coming near you. You're a Pharisee. God wants to change me radically. Nobody care how many scriptures you know. 
You don't care about somebody that don't know any. When the last time you shared one scripture with somebody that don't even know God? Stand with me so I can shut my mouth and pray for us. Oh, God, I give you praise. I give you praise. I'm so glad Shanita, somebody came after me. A fuller understanding of what God loves most. See, when he got him, he get that sheep Siobhan tenderly and put him on his shoulder. Oof, somebody. You know, Jesus said, the government shall be on my shoulder. And he would take him all the way back home. And when he got home, he said, I'm so happy. I can't celebrate by myself. So he called all his friends together and said, this, my sheep was lost. And I got my sheep back. Shake somebody's hand and tell them, I'm glad you made it back home. Come on, come on. Tell some. I'm glad. I know you wandered off. Yeah, you wandered off. Come on. We all wandered off. Some of us in the same places. Maybe you didn't go where I went, but you went somewhere. Maybe you didn't do what I did, but you did something. But I thank God he came to get me, put me on his shoulder, wrapped me up, washed me in his blood, and made me a king and a priest until I got it. And like my high priest, I got to be touched with somebody else's weaknesses. It's party time. I got one more coming and we'll pray. The Lord said to me, the Bible says, this is it. Say it with me. All of heaven. All of heaven. That's the only. All of heaven rejoices when one sinner turns around. And this is what God told me. More than every mega church in Houston combined. God is not into mega churches. He's into mega reconciliation. He's into mega ministry. A mega ministry is not how many people you have. It's how many obedient disciples you have. How many people that love God. Who is it that God put somebody in your face, in your path? He wants one thing out of them. You from Kindle to Mount Makers Homes. Welcome home. Come here, Robert D. And then Lufkin. Acres Home. Smoke crack, I did coke. Welcome home. I'm not finna say why you did it. I know why you did it. Because you're born in sin. Who is it that you're getting ready to go get? TWS is God's season. Change me for I radically 
see life, and I pray you wreck me. I pray you wreck this church. I pray in the name you wreck everything that we got from somebody whose name wasn't Jesus. I pray anything I got from my old church and my old religion. I don't need no old-time religion. I need a new wind and a new anointing. Come on, fresh wind. I don't need no old religion. I need an anointing that's going to destroy yokes. I, and God releases anointing. The anointing ain't for you. There's an anointing. God give anointing on buildings. Because every building have a purpose. So you got to know who you are. And don't let nobody try to get you in their anointing. Together we stand as a special anointing on you. As we be who God called us to be, he's going to provide for us, get us debt free. People are going to get saved. Marriage is going to get put together. The gym going to be built. Come on, the debt going to be gone. He, he'll hold back the rain, but he got to have some managers. You got to work. You got to be here. Everybody got to serve. You can't go to church for four hours and serve zero. Do you love what God loves most? He loves more than the people who come to church. He loves Donald Trump. The enemy want to use that man to get us out of fellowship with God. He's doing it. But I call you back into consecration. And in that place, you'll be changed. And then he'll give you your assignment. Because he won't empower you till he change you. Don't let Trump cheat you out of God's transformation. Shift your hands toward me. Father, we thank you for Donald John Trump. I confess I don't like him. I don't like what he does. I don't like when he called NFL players' mother's a name that you didn't give them. I don't like it when he cuts people down that are made of your image. I don't like it. It makes me angry. But you said pray for the leaders. And so God forgive me Forgive us. You didn't say we have to like sin, but you love the sinner. Don't let nothing keep us out of your provision. Oh, don't let bitterness and anger and unforgiveness. Somebody, you need to forgive somebody again. In the name of Jesus, say. Let him go deep, whoever you are. Lift your hands all over this place. God, I pray you all been hurt and afflicted. And the devil want to use somebody else's weak moment to keep you out of the presence of God. Don't let it happen. Let God go deep in you. Woo! There's an anointing to release. Rabbi, whoa, whoo, oh God, 
some of you women are getting ready to travail again. Oh, God. Mother Sadie. Mother Virginia, Mother Rose, you're getting ready to prevail, prevail again. You're getting ready to travail again. You're getting ready to travail again. Our young women need you to travail again. They need new ministries to come out of you. They need you to come up and, and begin to get these young girls and get the young boys. And don't go to them talking about your pants on the ground. Just love them. I, I don't care if they pants on the ankles. Love them with their drawers showing till they put on a tux.